0: Off Our Rockers is supported by Sue Bars. Bars are a unique baked good that combines the crunch of biscotti with the sweetness of a cookie. They make gift-giving easy and carefree. Sue has over 20 varieties and ships nationwide. Sue Bars, making this crazy world a little bit sweeter, bite by bite. Order your first box today at SueBarsSweets.com.
1: something. My mom was extremely strict, so boot camp was just like being home.
2: <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Off Our Rockers. I'm Dana. I'm in San Diego. I'm the little sister. I'm Sue. I'm in San Francisco at the top. <laughs> and I'm Jerry. I'm in Los Angeles.
3: I'm the middle sister. Girls, I have big news. We um, On Instagram, I put a poll up because we have so many fans now. And the tribe has spoken, and our fans want to be called... Rockheads. Rockheads, I really love it's it. I love it. Surprisingly, no one wanted it to be called the rock hive. I don't know. Why. <laughs> My friend Don said that's because they were worried that we would be sued by Beyonce. That's true. We don't want any lawsuits, but it's, it's been so fun having our podcast out. And it's been so fun doing this with the two of you. So thank you both so much for making my dream of being a podcaster come true.
2: Oh, Jared, this is so much more fun than I thought it would be. So I'm so glad that we're all doing this together. do you want to tell us about some merch that we now have available? Oh, check out our merch, man. Off Our Rockers mugs available at offourrockers.com. Get yours today. <laughs> so Dana, I think the
0: first thing that the... Um, rockheads want to know is how's your washing machine? Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> So Costco, I'm so fed up with Costco. You know, I ordered it and they didn't deliver it on time and you have to use uh, the Costco delivery people to d- deliver and install. And when I called them back, they couldn't even set me, they couldn't even set up a new delivery date because they had no idea when the washer's coming because the washer's so back ordered, I guess, like, there's so much wait time. So I couldn't wait. I called back the repairman, the same guy I called before who never got back to me. And I must have just, it was my lucky day. He said, Oh, I'll be there this afternoon. I'm like, Today? I was like screaming. Okay, come on over. So he shows up at four o'clock, looks at my washer and says, uh, One of the, it's a clogged hose and he was going to unclog it. I'm like, Okay, fix it, fix it. This, this is so exciting. So I'm watching him. He gets a bucket and he unclogs the hose. It was clogged with. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. It, was, it was clogged with a it was what? Clogged with a face mask and about maybe three dollars in change. Was he was he repulsed? He's like, ma'am, you need to clean your pockets, you need to check your pockets every time you do a wash. And you don't just put face masks in the washer, ma'am. You need to put them in a bag first. <laughs> I have no idea that could happen. Dan, this is the best tip
0: you're giving people. <laughs> it's oh a for me to our listeners. Oh <laughs> well, I can God. tell you, I did I did a wash the other day and I was like, what's this thing in the dryer? <laughs> I was like, oh my- Maddox's vaccination card. <laughs> Oh no. oh no. But thankfully <laughs> my wife Robin thought ahead and she bought these little plastic things to put our cards in, which we had made fun of her about, but um basically like laminated. So the
3: thing made it through the washer and dryer and no problem at all. So thank God for Robin. Uh, shout out to Robin. When my kids were home, I can't even tell you how many times I wash their AirPods on <laughs> <laughs> there, yes. um, like
2: their, the linens or whatever, and they still worked. That yes. It's always surprising what shows up in the washer. The oh. other PSA is after the guy left, I thought I'd clean the washer really well. Cause it was working really well. So I got the Clorox wipes out and I, you know, wiped all the old laundry gunk and the grime off there. I did it. It's- so I wiped off the words around the regular, soak, delicate. There's no more words on the round circle anymore. I had to get a sharpie and write it in. <laughs> so don't clean your washer with Clorox wipes.
3: <laughs> wow. So did you call?
2: So just to wrap up this coda, did you call Costco and cancel your order? Yes. Yes. I called Costco, canceled it. They gave me the money back. Costco's good at that. But now that I wiped off the words, I kind of want the new washer. <laughs> Dana, Jill, Dana, Bye. Jill. Let's see, anybody cooking this week? Dana, not cooking anything? Actually, this this week, it seems like our, um, our pear tree in the backyard and our persimmon tree both ripened at the same time. So now we're in this mad race to pull off the ripe fruit before the raccoons eat it. So every night the raccoons will come, but they don't, they don't eat the, you know, not ripe. They only eat the ripe. So we have to pull it off every day. So I pulled off a whole bunch of persimmons and I made this great salad with the persimmons sliced up. And then I had some baby spinach and I have a farm box that comes and the farm box this week had fennel. So I sliced fennel up real thin and sliced an orange up real thin. Oh, put it all together. It was so good. A little toasted almonds on top. Best salad ever. Make a pear cobbler. Oh, that's what, you know, I need more recipes for pears. So a pear cobbler would be really good. I made an apple one. Oh, well, apple, put the apple and the pear together. Oh, you know, you, what's know, good you to- could no. make some haroset, even though
0: it's oh, off season. No. <laughs> use the pears mm. instead of the apple. It's so good. Cause mm. I make, I have to do use the pears cause Robin's allergic to the apple. So I always make haroset with pear and it's really good. So you can just kind of yeah, pretend no. it's a Jewish holiday.
3: Oh, I think I sent you guys on a text. It was, Um, it looks so good. Oh, it was my, my, Beloved Jay Cohen's a pumpkin, rest Mm pumpkins. Everything he um, makes looks so delicious.
2: And the boys are okay off the bus. Everything happened okay in Washington. They're they're having such a good time. They're having so much fun. They do a bunch of team building with the other kids on the team. There's a bunch of restaurant nights that all the boys go out to, and they're having a ball. And I should give you part two of the story with the bus. Yes, (laughs) remember last week? They're discouraging certain activities on the bus. They took it a step further. Well, there's no toilet paper in the bathroom on the bus <laughs> to discourage people from using it oh, God. I don't understand it I could not be happy there it's just not my thing <laughs> well I I will tell you the sweetest
3: son story um oh. on Friday my middle son who does not live at home uh texted me and said, what are you and dad doing tonight? And of course, nothing. So he said, I'll come over and watch the, the Dodger game with dad. And so Alan was so happy. I have Sam home. Okay, so I made a pot roast and he was eating it. He's like, I'm so happy. All I eat anymore is frozen Trader Joe's food. And I'm like, oh. There's
2: nothing wrong with Frozen Trader Joe's food.
3: <laughs> but after a week of it. So it was I so know. sweet to have him home. Alan was so, so happy. Oh,
0: that's, that's so nice. Me and Maddox are watching Animal Kingdom together. <laughs> just... Oh, that's a good mother-son bonding experience. That is the craziest show, but somehow I got sucked into the ridiculousness of it
3: all. Are you watching of uh, Squid Game? Oh, I did. <laughs> so I finished, I binged the whole thing. It's so... Good. It's crazy. It's insane. It's it's the number one show right now in 90 different countries on Netflix. You know, Dana, in the first episode, the girl who's the pickpocket. Yeah, she's actually this very, very famous model in Korea. And she had when the show started, she had like a million followers. And then within a couple weeks of the show being on Netflix, she has 15 million followers all over the world it's it's silly you would like it it's it's dark i mean it's dark and dystopian but it's it's so good i watched something last night that was also
0: dark and disturbing but in a different way um it was called yacinta it's a documentary that was made about three generations of women in maine who are dealing with drug abuse and poverty and just the impact that that has on their families i don't know how this director did this because she's there's times she's there when one of them is doing drugs and she's shooting up and she's kept filming. And I trust that that they were willing to show this part of their lives.
3: The beloved Jake Cohen's uh, pumpkin. Rest, pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that looks so good. Looks so oh. good. Oh, everything I he makes looks so
0: delicious. That one in particular, and the way he did the TikTok for that one was really good. <laughs> he's good. He's a good he one. Good. He's I good. I like that, Jake. He's a good, he's a mensch
2: he's coming to san diego dana you have to get tickets for oh, us i'm trying i keep bugging because he's coming to my jcc and i keep asking them but they're not they haven't sold they haven't put the tickets on sale yet so i want to be like first in line to make sure that i get those tickets for you and for me and you to go they should oh my like a,
3: God. a wait list they should do a wait list or something
2: it's not till june so they usually book events like three months we oh, wait <laughs> i thought it was
3: like next month
2: no, it's June 6th, summer. We got a wait to wait, a to wait.
3: Can I tell you with my mind next June, I'll be like, Jake Cohen, who? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I want tickets? <laughs> I'm kidding. Jake Cohen, if you're
2: listening, I will love you forever. <laughs> I mean, he's impressive as I think his book was from 2020, right? Jewish. And then he's, his book tour is going for two years. I mean, that's pretty impressive. You know, I was, talking, I had dinner with
3: my friend, my beautiful friend, Carly, and she was telling, I was telling her that I love Jake Cohen and that he, um, he gives out so many of his recipes. And she said, you have to do that now in order to get, you know, have to give some free recipes in order to get the book sales up. So it's kind of like a catch 22. You want people to buy the book, but they already have the recipes,
2: right? You don't want to give out your it. best recipes, but that's what makes him. That's what makes me look at what he's doing every day. Cause I see what his recipes are. They're great. Some of the recipes he has online aren't in the book too.
3: So it's kind of, you have to have some reason to buy the book. Right. Yeah. Right. Although I wonder if he makes more money. She was saying he probably makes more money in appearances, um, in different projects and the book.
2: Actually the sponsorship, cause he had that delicious eggplant Parmesan last week and it was sponsored by, uh, uh pasta sauce, which I can remember the pasta sauce. You know company. Did Did you say- Parmesan. He um he's
3: sponsored now by I think it's like um it's like Tums like <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right I saw that <laughs> I was like that's a weird
2: product placement <laughs> <laughs> although some yes, of his recipes are quite rich <laughs> they're
3: very rich everything has so much butter and oil and sour cream but that's why they taste so good mm-hmm, exactly. Mm. All right, Susie, uh, let's tell us about our guest today.
0: Our guest today is somebody who is so special to me. Her name is Daniqua Dent Rosado. And I met Daniqua when she was nine. It was because I had read an article in the New York Times about the Fresh Air Fund. I was living in Ithaca. My girlfriend at the time, Margie, I said, let's let's do this. And so I'll never forget we signed up and then The person came to our house to interview us and they said to us, I don't think there's any other lesbian couples who are part of the Fresh Air Fund. And I mean, this was the 80s. So it's not like it is today where everybody was out about that. And Daniqua's mom was fine with it. And so she came up to Ithaca and as they say, the rest is history. So we're going to get to hear from Daniqua about her life and about our relationship. And she's just so very special and I'm so very happy she's on the show today. From your perspective, what was it like when you were coming up on that bus that
1: day? It was scary because it looked like nothing. New York has like buildings and tons of people. And the further we drove or the longer we drove, there was just trees. And that was the first time I had seen so many trees. I was like, oh, I'm going to get murdered. Oh. My mother sent me to be murdered. I was so scared.
3: You are scared of the trees? Wow. It's so different than New York.
2: It was. And
1: there were no more people. And then we started seeing cows
3: and I was like, they have cows. This is the- I can't do this. <laughs> I don't do cows. <laughs> it was really brave. I mean, nine years old, looking back nine is really young, brave of your mom. I mean, what a, what a leap of faith. To put yes. you on that bus and just hope for the best. I mean, we know you had Sue, so things are nice. Right. So thankfully, Ooh, I don't yeah. let my kids
1: leave the neighborhood by themselves. And my mom is just like, yeah, go ahead. It's okay. <laughs> how go on the bus.
2: Trip? I mean, how long were uh, you?
1: Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. And then
0: Daniqua came back another two weeks the next summer. And yes. then you called me one time and you said, how do you get to Ithaca? I'm like, is Daniqua running away from home? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what was going on. Like, what and she said, my mom's coming up. My mom's thinking about moving us all to Ithaca. Your mom took the bus. She and did. We, yeah. And so we went, we met her. At, it was the first time I met your mom. We went to the bus depot and picked her up and we showed her around Ithaca. And then somehow your mom moved your whole family to Ithaca.
1: Slowly but surely. She started with us. So I think it took a year for her to get everything together. And then we moved. And then a year later, she moved my grandmother up, and then she just kept selling people on the idea of relaxing and it being a different environment. But they went where my mother and my grandmother went anyway, so they, it was a matter of time before they came. But yes,
3: and now most of them are there. what, what grade were you in, like when you switched schools?
1: I was in high school, my tenth grade year. Oh, that's a hard year too to transfer. Yes, and middle of the year too, so that, that was not fun.
0: So then, Niko went to Ithaca High School, and then. Before you graduated i had moved so i came Kansas. back to
1: see you graduate pictures for prom
0: yes and then she told me she was going into the navy no wait
1: we went to get you got me my first suit so suit yes. took me to and we went shopping and i got my first suit so i could be a professional oh. yes. and then i told her i was joining the navy and she cried
3: Well, I want to hear about that. I mean,
0: I I don't know anybody. I I, I remember I said to you, we were in my little car, we were going out to the Chinese buffet (laughs) that we always went to. And I was like, there's like guns in the military. I was so freaked out. I don't want you going. And
1: I was like, but I want to do it. It'll be
3: fine. Wait, what made you decide to do that?
1: To join the Navy, Uh, I wanted to join the Marine Corps. And the recruiter was not, he was very chauvinistic at best. And so my mother said no. And I was only 17, so I still needed my mother's permission.
2: Uh, What year is this? 1999. So
1: 1998 was the year that I was talking with the recruiters. Yes. Did they come to your high school or you... They did. They we got a day, well, half a day out of school after we took the ASVAP and I scored really high on the ASVAP. And I was like, well, I have to get out of Ithaca.
3: So what
1: do I want to do? And I know I want to do more than just go to school. I was a little younger when I graduated. So I graduated at 16 and I was like, well, what else can I do? I have my whole life to go to school. I want to do other things. So I was like, I'll join the military four years. I'll see some stuff and then I'll go to school. Right. What did
2: your mom think of that?
1: She knew I was more headstrong or similarly headstrong as she was. So she didn't fight me too much on it. She just kept asking. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure.
3: Now I've I've always wondered when you sign up, do you sign a contract for four years? You do. And and what's the penalty if you say like if you change your mind? There's not necessarily
1: a penalty. You can get out of it. It's just oh, wow. a lot of work to get out of it. But they tell you you can't get out of it. Once you say you're doing it, you're doing it. So yes. wait,
3: after you sign up, do you go somewhere for 20?
1: I did. I went to Great Lakes Illinois for boot camp. What was that like?
3: My mom was extremely
1: strict, so boot camp was just like being home. <laughs> It was a piece of cake for me, but a lot of other people struggled with it. And I was like, "Oh!" And I remember writing my mom, telling her, "Like this is just like being with you. You just have to clean and listen. Can do it." So
0: like, let me see. That? Danique Cynthia is you do not mess with Danica's mom, no. Cynthia. I think when you when she moved to Ithaca, there were she had seven kids, six, six, and then she had two more. And whenever I would visit, like the house was spotless. Think with like. 6 8 kids there would be one little thing out of place
3: no no nothing. that was not
0: a
1: lot
3: was the um training like in the movies like being yelled at and all that yes
1: oh yes. it was but again, I was used to it, so it was just like, "Oh, I didn't get yelled at too much." It's an easy
3: day. Mom's going to
1: listen to this and be like, oh, "I wasn't that bad." She's mellowed out. She's became a grandmother, and she's like the nicest, softest person ever. But when she was in mom mode, she was firm. Yes, boot camp was a piece of cake. When
0: you were in boot camp, how many other women were there?
1: Uh, in my division, so the way they had us separated were was a division. I was in a nine hundred division, which means we did flags, drills, and um gosh, I forget the other part, but we did multiple things. Uh, so we had about maybe thirty girls, but we shared a compartment with another division. So my compartment was about sixty girls, sixty women.
3: Did everybody make it through?
1: No. We had one. We had one girl who didn't know she was pregnant, which is sad. So she had gotten oh. sick during the march, and then she found out she was pregnant. So they sent her
3: home, oh, which is
1: terrible wow. because we only had like two weeks left. And I was like, "She's already been through all of this. Why don't you just oh, let her stay?" How but How long was boot camp?
2: Eight weeks. And then what happened after that?
1: Then after boot camp, I went to uh, San Antonio, Texas, for school. So when I first joined, I was going to be a cook. He told me I'm working 15 days a month. And I was like, but I get paid for all 30. And they were like, yeah. They forgot to mention that it was like 18 hour days.
3: Oh,
1: but it didn't. But at some point, you went on the ship. My first ship was the USS Peterson. It was a destroyer, Uh, it was based out of Virginia. Uh, But I left there. So after school, I went home for a week. And then um, after that, I went to the ship. But I met the ship in Italy because it was on deployment.
2: Oh, you have to tell us about living on that ship. What was that like?
1: I enjoy sea duty. I I think it's great. So it takes a little bit to get used to. So um, it's a lot of small compartments. The smaller the ship, the more you get to know everybody. It, It does become like a family. The bigger the ship, it's like a floating city. I enjoy sea duty. There's times where you forget the days. Like, what day of the week is this?
2: Oh, yeah, it's Tuesday. Did you have your own
1: bunk or do you have to share it? So like a standard bunk bed is two, but we're three Uh, deep. My rack, we call them rack. My rack is my rack. And then you Where say there's
0: like to... a little curtain
1: around your little rack. Yes, that's your, that's your only privacy. You close your curtain and you're like, leave me alone. You're in your bubble. It's literally, they're called coffin racks because they're the same size as a coffin. So you put all your clothes inside of it. And you lay on top of it.
3: Where were you uh, for 9-11?
1: I was on the Peterson. And I remember being, we were side. I was working. And then uh, I was dating this guy at the time. And he came in. He was like, look, crazy New Yorkers are driving planes into a building. And I was like, no, 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 no. We don't do that. (laughs) And we turned on the news. uh, Like, everyone's in disbelief. Like, oh, my goodness. So I watched the plane crash into the second tower. And then, of course, we left. The next week we were, we were gone.
3: Your mother must've been so worried and nervous. She was. she was. Do you look back and you're, does it amaze you that you did that or? Yes.
1: <laughs> or how did I get through some of that? Yes. Yes. It does. Well, because you didn't years? just stay for four years. You just kept, you stayed. I, I kept going. So I did 20 and a half years.
2: Oh, congratulations. Thank That's you. a long time. Thank you. Sue said you retired? I did.
3: Wow. So wait, retirement is 20 years or is that what?
1: Retirement is officially 30 years. So I'm in what they call the fleet reserves. Meaning if there's another war, there's something that happens, there's a possibility that I could be recalled. Anything after 30 years, they leave you alone.
3: Do you worry about that or not?
1: No.
2: Do you have to go into training like every month or something? No, I
1: don't have to do anything. I just have to. Try not to gain a bunch of weight so I could still fit in my uniforms. That's what I
2: have to do.
1: Oh,
0: but when you left, I mean, what was it like after 20 years? But then, I mean, you have, now you have your family and you had your, your daughters. And I must say just now, Daniqua's second daughter, now we realized, is the age she basically was when uh, she came to visit me, which yeah. is really kind of like surreal that we're all that old. But um, what was it, what were those first weeks like? I mean,
1: like you retired, like what was it like? It was, a, for, it, for me, it was a huge culture shock. Because I was like, well, what do I do with my time now? I've gotten so used to balancing my family and work and then trying to find time to take care of myself. that I had an abundance of time. And I was like, I don't know what to do. So for a while, I did literally nothing. And I felt so guilty. Like, you're just watching TV. You've got to get yourself in gear. Like, I'm used to moving 1,000 miles an hour. I felt bad, like I was doing something wrong. Like, I should be taking on the world, but I'm not, because I I literally don't know what to do. I could do anything, but I don't know what I want to do. It was an adjust. It was a hard adjustment. I wasn't prepared for that because when I was still active, I was like, I can't wait to do nothing. Doing nothing is hard.
2: Well, your friend Dana here is also doing the same. Thing. <laughs> Did you feel that way, Dana? I do. Well, I did in the beginning. So I retired after 21 years. It was a little eerie being home and it was so quiet. There's no sounds. My kids were in school and it was crazy. But then COVID happened and it was really nice because I was home with my kids. So then it, it seems like that filled the gap of that having nothing to do because now I have kids stuff going on and yes. you know now we've moved on and I'm used to it. <laughs> so now I love it.
1: I enjoyed them being home with COVID
2: because it was like, yeah, I have people to
1: talk to. And then My husband, uh, his work slowed down too. So we were all here and I was like, well, this is so much fun. And then after a month, I was like, I'm not built to be a stay at home mom. I don't want to do this. I want you guys to leave so I can enjoy doing it. I didn't realize how much. Plus you had your, you had another baby. I did. Uh, Elijah was not a surprise, but we weren't planned. Um, I have PCOS. So we had a few miscarriages. So we just thought after Madison that we just wouldn't have any more babies. And then Elijah was eight years later.
3: Surprise. Wait, so how old is okay. Elijah?
1: He he's three now.
3: Oh, he's still little. He's still yes.
1: Little. So we have 12, 10, three.
3: Oh, that's fun. That's a fun family. Age, the, the ages of <laughs> the older ones who can enjoy him, you know? Yes.
2: Right. Tell but us what is it's different. third one because now you're home full time and you've done this twice before so what's it like with your third one it's it's
1: different I didn't realize how much the sitters (laughs) truly helped raise our daughters you know we did this my husband was also active duty so we would uh, one amazing provider she kept both the girls until they went to preschool she was phenomenal I I did not realize how much she contributed to just their you know their fundamental learning because now my son looks at me and I hear all of his sarcasm. And I'm like, where do you get that from? And then JC is like, well, who does he spend the most time with? This is you. I wasn't prepared for that.
3: Well, I'll tell you, when I had my third, um, I have three kids. By my third, I I was talking to the rabbi. My kids were at a temple preschool. And the rabbi said, your third child is your dessert. And my third is my sweetest kid by far, my spot. <laughs> Truly, the dessert of our family.
1: I would agree with that.
3: Mm. Also, I think I was much more relaxed by the time I had the third one. Yes, I knew things are going to be fine. He would learn to walk. He would learn to read. It was
0: going to be fine. When we had Maddox, me and Robin said, "Let's try to pretend he's our second born, (laughs) so that we won't treat him like a firstborn (laughs) and be super
2: neurotic." Must have worked because Maddox turned out very well. Maddox is pretty good
1: is very chill Sue was the first person I told that I was pregnant when I found out I was pregnant with my first Aww. do you remember I, I do just came from so I didn't know I was I just knew I was feeling weird and I was like all right I'm gonna go to the doctor and find out and then because uh they told me I couldn't have kids so I found out I was pregnant and I was like what do I do and then Sue calls me and she's like I was just thinking about you and I was like I'm pregnant I just, I just had to blurt it out to somebody." i was so excited.
3: (laughs) What did your mom say? No one knows, but you. your daughter said to you, they wanted to go into the Navy. Would you encourage or not encourage?
1: Parts of me would say no. I I would say 49% of me would want to say no. I, my daughters are different than I am. Um, Just different, right? Not, not better, not worse, just different. I grew up in a rough environment. So Thriving in that kind of environment, I knew how to handle that. That's not the environment that my daughters are in. And I don't want to send them blindly into that. Because as much as I enjoyed my time in the Navy and I had amazing people that I worked with, there's still a lot of sexism and racism in the military. And I wouldn't want to just be like, yeah, you're going to have to endure that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as a parent, you want to protect your kids from the crazy. And I know that I can't protect them and there's no way that I can always prepare them for that. But I would understand if they did.
3: Do you ever want to go back to New York or?
1: I would love to, but JC doesn't want to. And my kids love it here too. So I don't want to sacrifice everyone else's happiness for mine. So we're just trying to find that balance. For my church, I am the young women's president for the Pensacola Stake. So that means there's eight different wards in there, but so the women. The young women, ages 12 to 18, um, I facilitate them and their leaders in their care and their spiritual development, their mental development, Uh, and we just support their families. And I I really enjoy that because when I got here, like Sue was saying, I had um, this particular ward that I had. It had a lot of young women that would be unfortunately labeled in a very negative way they didn't fit the part of your stereotypical church girl. And they felt it. They felt judged. They felt unloved. And it was just, no, I know what that feels like. You know, I got it. You make bad decisions. That That's not for forever. And it doesn't mean that God loves you any less. No. So I poured my heart into those girls. Yes. And I still continue to do that. It's just more girls now. I, for me, that's a win. Yeah.
0: And now your daughter is, I mean, she's part almost that age where she would be part yeah. of that group. I she mean, She
1: is. And this was her first year. So we do a girls camp every year and we try to teach the girls something. Uh, this was my first year planning it. So I really wanted to get the girls' input and they didn't want to just, they didn't want to craft and they didn't want to bake and, and bake. So we went whitewater rafting, Fun. zip lining, horseback riding. It was fun. We went to Tennessee. So these parents trusted me to take their children six hours away. We just, we had a blast and they didn't wear, care about makeup. Sometimes they forgot deodorant and they just, they were just themselves, all parts of them. And they, what I enjoyed most about it was that they felt so comfortable sharing who they were with everybody with no reservations. I, I loved every moment of it.
2: That's- oh, that is so important to them to feel like freedom, you know, from all the rules, school, and at home. And that is so wonderful. You're doing that with them.
1: I I love it. So I'm looking forward to going somewhere different next year to do different things. And I think it's important that we do all types of activities. Not I'm I love food, so I'm always going to be game for cooking. If you want to learn to cook, but I think that we should learn to change your tire, or you should learn, you know, self defense. So we did that. Um Uh, JC came he was one of the chaperones and he taught the girls mixed martial arts and then they did that and then we had another lady who's really awesome Catherine she taught them yoga and I was like see now you know self-defense and you know how to calm yourself down like there's a balance to life you can be whoever you are just embrace it
3: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was such a treat to meet Daniqua and talk with her and to learn about her life. Next time on Off Our Rockers, we will meet with Amy Eisner Warshaw and she will tell us about how she turned her lifelong passion for health and wellness and exercise into a career. And we will also hear about how Dana Rockman won a race and got an award for
2: it. Great to hear that story. Yes. Yes. Out. It's so good. It's so funny, Dana. Bye everybody. Bye. <laughs> That's all gonna stay in, Dana. Pretend
0: you got